What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, sitting across from a co-host. Anaya Vogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. That was like wrestling style. It was. Did you like that? <laughs> yes. You know, my father used to take me to actual like WWF. Oh, my gosh. Like live. We'd watch it on TV all the time. That, sorry. Thank you for that little <laughs> memory from my past. But yeah, I was like totally into it. Wow. Something that... My the, something our listeners and me are finding out that Anaya Bug was a full wrestling fan. What is up? I love that. <laughs> Who do you remember any of the wrestlers from back then? Uh, yeah, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think he was like a manager or whatever, and uh, he was. I did not like him. Um, uh, who was that? Um, oh my gosh, I can't. If you threw out some names, I'd be like, oh, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Um, yeah. There's a, a documentary about him right yeah, now. Yeah, there, there's, there are a few actually that I've seen come up in the news lately that were like a pa recently passed and I'm like, oh my God, I knew who that was. That's so crazy. I, wow. Out of all the times I've sat across from you, all the times we've hung out, I never knew you were into wrestling. And you would not have expected that. Never. I yeah, I know. Never. Oh, well. I love that about you. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hey, I want to thank everyone uh, for listening to the show and I got to thank our listeners out in New, where was it? No, it was Bridgeport, Connecticut. And uh, remember when I gave away tickets to the show? These friends of Rad Parenting won, and her, uh, I don't want to—I don't know her husband's name, but Catherine and her husband came to the show, and it was so nice to meet people that listen to Rad Parenting out on the East Coast. Yeah. So shout out to Catherine because I told you I would say your name on the podcast, and thank you so much for coming to the show. And I hope I made you laugh. It was great. It was like nice. It was a good show. Yeah, it was packed. Excellent. And it was in uh, this new club in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Nice. Super cool little town. Did Excellent. not expect it. Yeah. It was Very super, good. super fun. And what I loved about it, and I was telling you this before we started taping, was it's it's so nice and and special when you meet the people that actually listen to the show mm -hmm. and then they come out. And you know, I'm sure you get that at your speaking engagements. Oh, well, yes. But not only that, but let me just, this is a great opportunity because I've barely had a chance to tell you this is uh, over the weekend because I just got back. I was in Arizona for a few days helping my parents move and we were out to dinner and all of a sudden this email came through and it was from the couple who are part of our rad, rad parenting community that named their little girl after me. And so all of a sudden I get this like in the subject line, it's like, like Anaya is one. And I was like, what? What does this mean? And she just turned one and they sent me all these amazing photos of her, like from, like basically they've been taking photos every month. So like one month, two months, and then a little video with her laughing. It was amazing. How does that feel for you, Anaya, that someone listens to our show, uh -huh. they made this little person and they decided to name the, their child after you? I, you know, it's, I feel like I, I don't even really have words. It's it's so uh, amazing, and I'm just so touched. And um, and seeing this little girl and her, they the little video they sent. She was laughing, and they talked about her personality. And it, it's very, uh, it's a, just a lovely thing. I'm very very flattered. I gotta say right now though, they're probably listening to the show, and they're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Did she say she's into wrestling? Yeah. Did she, they're like, <laughs> what were we thinking? What were we thinking? Which is, a, I think, a great transition, a segue into our, into yeah. our topic today. Yeah, so uh, I'll set it up for you, Anaya. Uh, this was the deal. I was going through the emails. And just so you guys know the way that it works, when you email radparenting at gmail.com, Anaya and I both read them. But depending who's on the road and who has time to actually go through the account, we forward each email back and forth to each other. And this was one that I forwarded right away to Anaya because we've done episodes based loosely about what we're going to talk about today. But basically, this was from a mom that basically was writing us to say, look, I love my son and I love being a mom. 
for the most part, and this was the quote, but sometimes I say to myself, what did I get myself into? She went on to say, mothering and being a mother is just way more than I expected. Mm-hmm. I, I love my son and I and I there's nothing I would that never, I would never hurt him. You know, she said that right away. Yep. But she basically went on to say, and, and this was just the meat and potatoes of the whole email was, oh my gosh, what did I do? Yeah. And yeah. right away I forwarded to you and I go, sound familiar? Yeah. Because uh, I, I think some of you will remember this. We did a show once, it was last summer. I said, I don't want to talk about kids anymore. Mm-hmm. I came in, it was summertime, and I was like, I am done talking about kids. And mm-hmm. Anaya was like, we got to do a, a show yep. on that. And I'm like, what's the show based on? Knowing when you've reached your limit. Yeah. We did another show a while ago with uh, a musician that came on the show. And basically, uh, or no, it was a comedian. I, was it a comedian or a magi- No, 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 no. It was your friend. I'm trying to think about his name. This is terrible. But he was, he and his wife. Give me wife, the broad stroke. So he and his wife, uh, they had always been the two of them. They'd been together for some time. And then all of a sudden, like the baby came and it changed oh, every everything. drummer for OK Go. That's right. There you go. Yes. And basically, and they, and they made the joke about like, wait a minute, when do margaritas happen again? That's right. And it totally was a, a, was a game changer yes. for them. And they literally had to sit down and do some planning on how they were going to approach this situation. That's right. Okay. So we've done shows that were based on it, but today I really, and Anae and I talked about this, we really wanted to touch on the whole idea. And this goes out there for dads. Of this course. goes out there, you know, whoever your partner is. Yep. Uh, moms, dads, 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 moms and moms, just anyone that is in the process of raising a child. At, at any age. At, and I think we want to call that out too, is that this is not just about, oh, my baby's a few weeks old and it's finally setting in that I've just made a choice that I, there's no going back on. Um, that it, it's going to, it's something that can flare up for us as parents anytime we, we hit a di- difficult developmental stage. Certainly through adolescence, we're like, oh my gosh, can I just disappear? Um, so I want to make sure sure that as we set this up, that our listeners are not checking out if they've got teenagers and they think we're just talking about having a newborn. No, we're talking about, and we've heard, I've said it on the show plenty of times, I don't want to be a dad today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a dad today. Not that I don't love my two kids, but yeah. at this point, I need I need to figure out what did I get myself into here and I need to uh, step back from the situation mm-hmm. and get a better perspective on it. So that right there is the general idea of the show. What I wanted to ask you, Annette, because you mm-hmm. just you you identified it right there. This is an this can be an ongoing question that you ask yourself during the entire time that mm-hmm. you are a parent. Let's start though, when they're younger. This mom, I think her son was one or two years old. And she's no, just, I think it's I think it's much newer than that. I oh, think really? he's I think he's a few months old. Yeah. Okay. Well then the first time I'm gonna ask is, yep. is do we gotta worry about postpartum? So that's a great question, and and certainly uh, for you know new moms out there that are listening, um, PPD postpartum d- depression um, is something that is different than um, oh my gosh, what the heck was I thinking? This is way more. And let me just say right now. None of us can know, no matter how many people tell you, there is no way that you know until you are in it and you are the one who has made this lifelong commitment because where your marriage goes south, you can get a divorce. There's no divorcing your kids. Even even if legally you could do that, there's still this internal connection that's forever going to be there. Um, But with postpartum depression, that is ongoing 
uh, symptoms of anxiety, depression, crying, frustration, anger that just feels so overwhelming and goes on for an extended period of time, which has more to do with some hormonal uh, imbalances that can happen as a result of giving birth because it is a major, major impact on your body and your whole endocrine system. Um, and that is different than what we are talking about here, which is, I, I really think my goal for today is to really normalize um, this feeling that so many of us have as parents at different stages in our kids' lives, um, instead of feeling shame and tucking those feelings away. Because when we tuck things away in the dark, just like a fungus, they tend to grow out of control or mutate into something altogether different than what they could potentially be, um, it, it, which includes a really beautiful, teachable moment for ourselves as parents that we can seize and have guide us in how we move through through our, our role as a parent. All right. Let's start right at the beginning. Uh, for this particular uh, person that wrote in, mm -hmm. you know, they have a young child, infant, and they're just feeling, and we're going to say for this conversation, it's not postpartum. It's just, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh, what did I get myself into? Yeah. My marriage has changed. My relationship with uh, this relationship I'm trying to build yeah. with this little person that's in my house now. I always tell the story about when, when we first brought home my oldest, uh, Chessa, that for the first like three months, I was on this like... Uh, just adrenaline run where yeah. I was like fresh fruit every day, chop it up, getting up at 6 a.m., boom, 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 boom. And then one day or one evening it hit me when I went into a room and I'm like, you're not just visiting yeah. here, you're here permanently. And then <laughs> I was like, that, I got a wave of anxiety like, oh my yes. gosh, what did I get myself into? Yes. What just happened? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I had it the same extent that uh, this this parent's writing us about, but can we just start with wh what are the steps to start identifying, okay, this is a moment in time. Mm -hmm. I got to step back. Can you kind of outline what you would say to this mom? Well, first, first and foremost, which I've sort of already said, but let me state it very directly. This is a perfectly natural feeling. If you are in it and you are taking seriously what is a probably the biggest and most important responsibility that you will ever have. And you have had a hand in it, right? Whether you've, even if you've adopted, you have made a choice. We are, we are going to have a child. And for, especially for us as first-time parents, but it's not even for first-time parents because your first baby could be a cakewalk. And then the second one is a whole different ball game. And you're going, oh my gosh, we, were we just supposed to stop at one? So I want to first and foremost normalize this. And I think it's important for us to go... This is a huge responsibility I've taken on. If I wasn't taking it seriously, then maybe I wouldn't have this feeling. But because it matters so much, of course it's going to come with some attendant uh, frustration, anxiety, overwhelm, fear. Um, and, and so that's the first thing is to, to remind yourself, hear me now, this is normal. Yeah. And, and, and I, I can't stress enough just on my side of, 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 the, of the mic right now that those feelings... And we, and we said this at the beginning, they come and go mm -hmm. so much throughout parenthood. Yes. Years ago, I don't. I, I went through this stint. I don't know what it was, but I, I would get anxiety flying. Mm -hmm. And and um, I got anxiety. Uh, you know what I really think it was? Is it was it was like I went through smoking weed for like this small amount of time where I'm like, I smoke marijuana, uh -huh. now. I get high. And then all of a sudden, I started getting anxiety attacks yes. because I think I drifted into that. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to put that away and not yeah. do that. But- it triggered these anxiety attacks. And I remember I would get this anxiety over me, uh, you know, whether it was on a flight, like in the middle of a flight. Yeah. In my game, I have to be on the plane all the time. Yeah. And I remember 
just going, it was the, it, and it was the scariest feeling. Cause you're like this wave of anxiety goes over you. If you've ever had an anxiety attack, have you ever had one? Yeah, totally. You know, you're just like, and then I read this article once where it dealt with anxiety attacks where it said, Hey, check it out. You're going to have one. Know this. No one's ever died. From yes. One. It's not going to kill you. And mm-hmm. as soon as I heard that, I almost accepted that wave of anxiety that would go through me. Yeah. And then the anxiety attacks got further and further apart. Yes. And then when I was having the anxiety attack, uh, it felt, it was crazy. It felt so relieving when it did go through my body. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, like I, I felt do. the feeling. I'm like, okay, I'm having the anxiety attack. And I'd yep. say there, okay, not going to die from it. And check it out. It's going to go past because I, I know what it feels like when it goes yes. past. And then all of a sudden I'd take my mind onto something else. Uh, and then it would go away. And I was like, and then all of a sudden I felt like refreshed. I was yes. like, wow, that was it, such a moment. Is that kind of something that you could play into this, Anaya? A hundred percent. And I was, I'm surprised that you haven't used a surfing analogy yet because ah. it really is like riding a wave. It's like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Like this thing could kill me. Or, or if I just allow myself to like relax into it and I see what's happening and here comes the wave and I've got this board underneath me and then just ride through it, right? Um, the thing, the mantra that I have when I, when a feeling of any sort, and I, I do experience things very intensely, whether it's fear, it's anxiety, it's, is I am, I, I feel the feeling, I am not the feeling. That is my mantra. I feel the feeling, I am not the feeling. Love that. Which is a very important distinction. Feeling something does not mean that it is you. It does not mean it consumes you. And so same thing with this, where the stakes are really high. And remember always that what we learn to do for ourselves, we are then able to fully model and teach our children. So e- even in dealing, you know, interestingly with this, you know, sometimes early experience of parenting, sometimes it's in when our kids in adolescence, whenever it happens, know that the additional bonus to actually going through this and finding our way through you know navigating this feeling and coming out the other side, as we get good at that and we're able to see what it is, we can actually model and guide our kids through their experiences of anxiety and fear and help to normalize their own their own feeling instead of like, what is wrong with you? Um, so so there's so multiple benefits to, to learning to like normalize this and ride the wave of the feeling um, as opposed to letting it attach you and feel like it's going to kill you. It will not. I love that. You know, when you brought up the surfing, hey, I'm surprised you didn't come up with a surfing mm-hmm. analogy. It, it reminded me of a time surfing somewhere in Southern California and one of the world famous legendary surfers lives down in that area that I was surfing in. It was this place called Cotton's and it was this guy named Herbie Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like my 35th birthday too. And for, and a buddy uh, knew him and was like, hey, I'm bringing my buddy down. And a swell had hit and there was really, really big surf. Okay. And all of us were there and the guys I was surfing with, you know, way like almost borderline pro surfers, they're like, we're all going to go. So they all paddle out. And I'm s- sitting on the beach and I, I had just met Herbie. And for everyone that's, you know, can listen to the show right now, just Google this guy, Herbie Fletcher. He's an artist. Uh, he's a surfer. He's, he's traveled all around the world. Just a, such a, just a really, really cool spirit too. And I only met him this one afternoon. We're hanging out and he comes over to me and he goes, so, so what, what are you thinking? And I kind of look at him and I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. He's like, seems a little too gnarly for you. And I go, well, yeah, man. And he goes, check it out. Check it out. Just have fun with it. He's all, see that wave right there? Could you surf that? I go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I can surf that. And, you know, it was a wave that yeah. I felt comfortable with. And then he looks over, another set comes in. He mm-hmm. goes, what about that? I go, no, man. Whoa, do you see that right there? It's my nightmare. He goes, well, they don't surf that wave. Yeah. He goes, just wait in between. And he goes, and you got to remember this, Joe. Water comes in, 
water goes out. Yeah. Water, and all of a sudden, when he's talking to me, and meanwhile, the whole time he's talking to me, I think he's smoking a joint. And I was like, this guy is so cool. He's like 70 years old or whatever he was. Maybe that's what got you smoking weed. No, no, no. No, this is, no, this is after that. This was, this okay, was like okay. I had way stopped yeah. that. But, you know, he's just sitting there. He might even smoke a cigarette. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to call him out if he's like, "Hey." I just but he was seventy at the time. Oh, he was like, e oh, he's easily sixty something, and wow, he's just okay. cut, you know, rock yeah. solid, just, surfer body, just a, 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 a just a water man, yeah. like surf everything, boom. And we, he goes paddle out with me, and I just got in this moment where I'm like, I'm gonna go, and I, I follow him out in the water, and and my whole point was is that because he was telling me, pick your wave, let that moment happen. And he said, check it out. If all of a sudden a huge wave comes in, yeah. just look behind you. Yeah. And if there's no one behind you, throw your board. And he goes, just have to go dive under the wave and just the board's going to pull you. And he goes, and then you're underwater. Put your arms out and let it pull you like you're flying through the universe. And I'd never, all I'd always thought of is you're going to go under the wave and then it's going to pull yes. you and you're going to drown. Yes. And then you're going to get in other people's way and people are going to yell, you're a kook. And and I feel that like with parenting, those moments where you're like, I don't want to be a parent. This is so lame. I'm going to yeah. fail. What yeah. did I get myself into? My husband and I aren't hanging out. My wife and I aren't hanging out. What's going on? This little person, I'm responsible. And it's me out in the ocean going, oh. And yes. then it's Harry Fletcher going, hey, check it out. Yeah. It comes, water comes in. Yes. Water comes out. Yes. Water comes in. And in this experience, it's almost like what you said to this listener. Hey, check it out. That feeling's gonna pass, yep. but don't be afraid to acknowledge it. Yes. All right, let's take a break. When okay. we come back, solutions okay. from Anaya Bogue on yeah. how you can rock through this. All right, uh, you're listening to Rap Parenting. All right, we're back hanging out, uh, talking about solutions to that moment in time where you are a parent. And you say to yourself, what did I get myself into? And we've said it, uh, we've said it a few times on the show already. This is a feeling that uh, you're going to have throughout parenting. Mm -hmm. You're going to have it from the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yep. All the time. Uh, hopefully, it won't be every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not all the time as in like it's a consistent yeah. thing, but just, yeah, it's going it's going to come up. I will say this right now, though, because I have two teenagers, 14-year-old and uh, a 16-year-old, and I do say to myself, uh, I, I, I'm going to say right now, I say it at least three times a week. What yeah. did I get myself into? What yeah. did I get myself into? <laughs> I might even say it three times a day, three times yeah. an hour. It's funny because as you get to adolescence, like when it happens when they're babies, you're like, okay, but they're super cute and there's you all these wonderful sad. moments and, and whatever. But when they're, when they're teenagers, you're like, okay, how many more days until they're out? Like, I get it. This is Have I done. said this on the show yet? This is sidebar really quick. Yeah. Adolescence. Because from what I've read and from what you and I have talked about, mm -hmm. I understand now that the front part of these people's brains yes, are not the developed. the frontal lobe, not developed till like yeah, 23, 24, 25. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once I learn that, now I treat what they're saying, what yeah. they're doing and all of this, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll do another show on it, as no different than if I was in a bar or if I was at a show yeah. and I, I see a guy and he's been drinking all day. Yes. And he's like, I'll start drinking at four o'clock and you know what? And you're like, I'm not going to take anything you say literally because That's you're right. under the influence of alcohol yes. and you're a mess. So when, when teenagers saying crazy things, I go, you're under the influence of adolescence mm -hmm. and you're nuts. You know, you're, yeah. you're acting like a banana right now. Um, but yeah. that was just something. Uh, back to this topic, I said before the break, some solutions. solutions. Okay, sure. Some real solutions that people can put in the toolbox 
from a NEA boat. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give give three. Okay. So okay. the first one I've already alluded to in the first half, which is identify it as normal, a normal part of parenting. If you're in the game, if you're taking it seriously, there is going to be some overwhelm, some anxiety, some fear, some, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Um, and especially as a newer parent, although it absolutely also happens just in a slightly different form as our kids get older, um, there it's it's it kind of knocks us upside the head because no matter what anybody told us about you know parenting's not always easy or or even like everybody getting on the the uh you know parenthood is amazing like follow the script it'll be the most fulfilling thing ever <laughs> while while it will be fulfilling many moments in your child's lifetime uh it will also kick your butt you know in a variety of different ways and but we can't know that until we're in it so that's the first thing: is allow, see it as normal, and and ride the wave. It's not going to it's not going to kill you, um, and 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 yeah. So hopefully, listening to rad parenting is going to help with giving you tools for for yeah. If you're if it. you're already here and you're listening to us each and every week, you're you're in a great place and you're you're being responsible too. Hey, I want to try to do a better job. That's right. I want to get some information. Yeah. So understand what the heck. Pat I, yourself I'm in on here. the back for just doing that. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that you're really hitting home the fact it's okay yes. to have these feelings. Yes. And and certainly the the, be, the it, they will be they will pass more quickly and you will be better equipped to deal with them if instead of tucking them away and putting on a brave face or creating a Facebook life oh, where gosh. everything is always just ducky in your in Thank your you household. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> that Instead, to really look at it, to talk through it with your partner, to talk through it with your therapist, to talk through it with somebody that you trust and be like, look, here's here's what I'm feeling. Like, no holds barred, no filter. Put it out there because the the light of day will help it to, will help you to see it for what it is and help you move through it more quickly than if you're tucking away, you know, behind walls of shame and letting it grow in the dark in a way that is unhealthy. Okay. okay? So that's the first thing. Number two. Number two is... Um, we need to push back on certain norms. This is especially for moms, although now as we move into a, a time, and I'm so thrilled about this, where dads are becoming more and more involved, we have to create balance. So this previous notion that we've been feeding and 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 uh, you know touting for generations that you know the good mother is the selfless mother, you know the good parent is the selfless parent who puts themselves and their partner and whoever else their job second, third, fourth, fifth. Um, and that is no. Please stop. The the fact is we are the best. We are best equipped to bring our full selves to whatever we are dealing with in life when we have made ourselves a priority and our own uh, our own well-being. That does not mean, uh, you know, look, if I need to go and have a few drinks to get through the day, that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about you being committed to your own wellness first and foremost, which includes, um, you know, one of the things that I'm going to, this is going to bleed into the third one. The other thing that this particular listener said in her email was that, there was something that was being added to these feelings had to do with a difficult relationship with her mother and some of the th some things that had happened in her childhood. Um, and so the balance piece here, putting yourself first and, and your well-being first uh, is is also part of, part of that is also looking at, what what are the things maybe that you have not paid attention to that need to be healed 
in order for you to be better equipped to move through this. But it also means creating time for yourself, not always stretching yourself so thin to put your kids in their needs always first at the expense of dwindling yourself away to nothing. Yeah. Uh, it's no different than taking care of yourself healthy. You, you, you go for a run, you mm -hmm. eat right, you go to the gym, whatever it is. Yep. This right here, making sure that you're a healthy parent is yes. being able to step away and take a moment yep. to not only... Uh, understand the feeling that you're having and that it'll pass, but also figuring out, hey, what do I need to do to get back into the game after these feelings pass? That's and right. Staying healthy. And it, I love the fact that you brought up the whole Facebook social media thing because if I, I see it all the time, you know, I'm making fresh blueberries for my kids and we just got back from the 5 a.m. walk on the beach and we listened to these jazz records on vinyl. Did some yoga. I did some yoga <laughs> and we did it all before 8 a.m. and then my husband and I made love. And you're like, you yeah. know what? Unfollow right now. <laughs> And I am so mad at you, and you're my best friend. There's yes. a, there's friends of mine that I have yeah. that they write that, and I and I'm like I can't I can't read it. Yeah, you know I because I'm like cool. Uh, pick my uh, uh, try to get my son to go to school. He doesn't want to go. He yelled a bunch of bad words. Oh, then my daughter yelled at me the whole way in the car. Oh, cool. No one wants anything to do with me. Great. Then yeah. I drove back. I'm in traffic. Everyone hates me. You know it's yeah. just boom. Yeah, and it's this social media thing that it just, it doesn't exist. And that's the last place you want to go when you're feeling the feelings that this particular listener is feeling. Well, yeah. And it, and it feeds into, you know, it, it, social media, uh, is, is a way to reinforce in many, in many cases, not all, uh, the script, the social norms that we try to hold ourselves to. And the fact is there's all this human guck, all of these challenges of being human, of being a parent, of raising another little human that we are like, everybody's pretending that it's it's just, it's so easy. And then we start to set ourselves up to this ridiculous standard and feel like we're failing if we're not meeting it. I can, I can date you and I a little bit right now. I feel, I call it the, the Brady Bunch. Uh-huh, yes. I thought for years... Growing up, because I came yeah. home from school every day, my parents were divorced. I watched Brady Bunch. I was like, yeah. "Well, that's a real family." Yeah, and, and a bl and a blended family, not even like you know they they they, they got came it. from a divorce. That, the, and, some, and, I think every yeah, I think back then they don't call it divorce. Everyone dies, right? And exactly. Then they get Everybody dies. But yeah, but when, but when but when that family was together and the way they talked to each yes. other and the way that they had me, I was like, "Gosh, they're a real family." And that's I really right. do believe that that being raised with now people with social media, yeah. it's Facebook. It's the same thing. Yes. It's the photograph of everyone having yes. a great time. Uh, and I really do believe that I think that can make, and I'm just throwing it out there. I don't, I don't know if this is true. I feel that when you, when you fill your brain with all of those images, you can't help but compare yourself to what's going on with those people. I, I get, I know it gets me depressed, man. I guess, I guess we're, you know, it, it, I guess we're not happening. Yeah. We're not in Hawaii. Right. And I don't guess even we're not think... happening. We don't have a trip planned to, to this place or guess we're not happening. I wasn't at the baseball game. Guess we're lame. You know, you just, right. before you know it. You've lost touch with your own sense of like, I'm driving this, I'm steering this ship. I'm, I'm writing my own script based on, you know, who I am, who my partner is, who our children are, as opposed to feeling this pressure coming down on us to like meet some ridiculous standard that hello folks. 
doesn't really exist. Like the Facebook life, you know, those might be snippets of like a moment. Because of course we all also have really beautiful times as parents, as individuals, but the the social media tends to present it as though this is how it always is. You know, yeah. just like watching a TV show like The Brady Bunch. And I, and I think also that this particular listener might be feeling, you know, I, I don't know her, but it, that could be one of the reasons too. Like, gosh, I'm such a bad person for having this feeling That's of right. what did I get myself into, which you've hit um, numerous times in today's show yeah. about it is okay yes. to have that. Can we go with the third? So, yes, final yes. And so I just tool. want to summarize the, before I do that, I just want to say the shorthand for the second tip is, is there is a reason on a plane why would they say to put, if you're traveling with a child, you put on your own oxygen mask first, because if you were too busy fumbling, trying to help them first and your oxygen ran out, you'd be toast. And then that kid doesn't have anyone to help on the plane, nor once they get off the plane, right? So this is the step two is put on your own oxygen mask first. It is contrary to so much of our generational programming, but I'm telling you it is essential to being a good and effective parent. Best analogy right now ever given on rad parenting, giving it to you right now. Okay. Put your you. own oxygen mask on first. The third step is uh, to focus on the opportunity. So I believe just by reading this email um, that part of what this woman is experiencing is what we all experience as parents, uh, especially if we are uh, allowing a certain awareness around it. Like any relationship, and the child-parent relationship is a relationship, one of the most potent ones we will ever experience. Relationships serve as mirrors for us. Uh, and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship. So the pe person that we are interacting with or that we are in relationship is somehow feeding back something to us that that they see, um, that they might feel energetically, and it's coming out in their behavior. So with our, what I suspect is happening with this listener is she's mentioned her difficult relationship with her mom because probably in becoming a mother and becoming a parent, there's something in looking at this child that she might be like, whoa, I would never let anybody hurt this child. Just as an example, how did my parents ever allow harm to come to me? Just as one example, right? And all of a sudden you start, it's its pulling up those old, old wounds that maybe we've tucked away. Um, and so it's really important that we seize the opportunity of that the child-parent relationship offers for us to start looking in those little like little nooks inside of ourselves that where there's maybe stuff that's been laying dormant and that we need to allow to come to the surface and that takes us back to number 2 which is and and do the work do the work of of getting ourselves to a place of well-being um and 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 the tendency is well, I definitely don't have time for that now. I've got to be present for my kids. And what I'm saying to you is short term, if we're just in the moment, like got to show up for my kids, got to show up for my kids. My kids need to get to school. I'm like, yes. And it is critical that you create time to do the work on healing that stuff that you're carrying that is probably coming up in this new relationship with your child um, or you know, 15-year relationship with your child because it happens a lot in adolescence, again, where our adolescent wounds specifically start to come to the surface when we are parenting children who are adolescents. Um, it is really essential that you seize that opportunity and you 
you you look at what is coming through that relationship, what they are mirroring back to you um, so that you can heal it. And that is what will make you ultimately the best parent possible because what you will be um, modeling for them is a whole healthy human being who is not without wounds, who is not without uh, weaknesses and so on, but has the capacity and the commitment to healing those things by doing important work for oneself. That will give them permission and guidance to do the same thing as they move through their personal journey. Love it, Anaya. Great, great three real tools that someone can put in their uh, toolbox to walk away from this episode with some tools to get you through a tough time. Only thing I would add in there Mm -hmm. is finding, whether it's a support group, I love that you brought Ah, up a therapist, um, friends. Yes. Don't be afraid to say to other parents, hey, check it out. You ever get that feeling? Because I think you're going to find out that more people have that feeling. And it's almost when you have someone that you can say, I'm having that feeling and someone can talk you through it. Uh, it can make those periods where you're feeling that anxiety shorter. Yes. And I think a lot of times you start seeing that the whole feeling, that storm over your body uh, that this listener is having, they start to become uh, further and further That's apart. That's right. Yes. And when you're experiencing it for the first time, you start feeling like you're having it every day. Yes. Yes. And in and in doing that, in seeking out that person, stay clear. The first side, first sign of dealing with somebody who's judgmental or is trying to say, no, I have no idea. What are you talking about? This is really concerning to me. 86. You there need you to go. move on. Yeah. Yeah. Find find the people that are willing to say, oh my gosh, been there, there right now totally know what you mean. And then all of a sudden you have a safe sounding board to just give give those big feelings that feel overwhelming or shameful the light of day. And all of a sudden they start to dissipate. Thank you so much, Anaya. I want to thank everyone for listening to Rad Parenting. Got to thank our listeners and the entire Rad Parenting community for driving shows like this. If you have any questions, ideas for any topics you'd like Anaya and I to tackle, all you got to do is email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Also, uh, anything else? You have anything in, in for the show too? Uh, over the next couple of uh, weeks, a lot of new topics that we'll be talking about. Uh, one of the things that Anaya and I are, are going to be doing in fall is taking Rad Parenting out on the road. When I uh, was out recently, like I said, in Bridgeport, uh, people were like, hey, you should do a live Rad Parenting from uh, maybe like, I don't know if it's a coffee shop or some, something super cool like yeah. that. And then maybe we do like a live Rad Parenting that night. I could do stand-up. Awesome. You and I could do our thing together. So those are just some of the ideas that we're thinking about for uh, ending out this year, and that would be stuff for fall. All right, uh, with all that said, keep the emails coming, radparenting at gmail.com. Always hit us a review on iTunes. My name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Late.